ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, today I had the chance to sit down with a group of gentlemen that I can't say enough about. Mr. Sidney Smith, Weston Jenkins, Sean Ward, and Mr. Tate Hale. We get into Disabled Outdoorsmen, Elk Camp 2019, and what's on the horizon for Disabled Outdoorsmen USA. I can't say enough about the inspiration I find in all of these guys. Enjoy the episode. So we're on with several gentlemen, um, Sidney Smith, Weston Jenkins, Sean Ward, and Tate Hale. Scorch the earth, gentlemen. Welcome and thank you all for your time. Absolutely honored to be in this group setting with you guys. So, we'll st- hey, you bet, you bet. So we'll start off. Um, Disabled Outdoorsman USA, Mister Jenkins, you were on with me um, back in January, man, and you know I got a hold of you uh, with everything that you were doing. I believe at the time Sid had just left Texas. And, uh, man, I was just impressed. And now to watch this thing grow and explode and just take off like wildfire and affect the amount of lives, not only through, you know, disabled, I don't even like saying that anymore after knowing Sid and, 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 uh, Tate here, man. But, uh, yeah. So why don't you give us a brief on, uh, on DO USA, man, let, uh, let everybody have it. Yeah, man, I appreciate you being here and taking the time out. Disabled Outdoorsmen USA, we're an organization that makes a difference one day at a time. And a little background of the history behind it is I started it after my cousin, my mentor, my best friend, TJ DePierre, who's my cousin who has muscular dystrophy. And his mentality is somewhat similar to Sydney's and Tate Hale's. Actually, it's the exact same. Their determination mentality to never quit and never give up is exactly why I wanted to start this brand to represent the community. There's so there's so many people around the United States that, you know, are disabled and they have the mentality to never quit. 
And it's a motivation not only to other disabled people around the United States, but able bodies as well, such as, you know, us in here. Yes, and um, the, the the cool thing about disabled outdoorsmen is the experience that you get to have and share with these, with the people that you take hunting with, such as Sydney and the stories that he was sharing with TJ. And uh, my uncle, my uncle Tripp DePere just called me today and we have some pretty very big plans actually set up for disabled outdoorsmen where it might be a, it's still in the works, but we might be doing like a around the nation tour on like a big bus with TJ and Jeremy and myself. And, uh, you know, I might, I might take the leap and just do this for however long I can with my uncle behind us. And, you know, who knows how far we're going to get with it. And hopefully we just keep growing at the rate we are and we can help change as many lives as possible. And, with the upcoming hunts that we have coming up, such as Tate Hales and the one that's on April 17th, I feel like, you know, people are going to start taking us, taking us serious and the new shirts we have coming out to represent the disabled community and the hats we have going. I mean, the sky's the limit. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And if they don't uh, know who you are, shame on them. Cause that means they're not listening to the podcast. Cause you got your uh, <laughs> spot on every episode, man. So uh, Mr. Sean Ward, man, um, why don't you give us a brief yes, treading timber on Instagram? Why don't you give us an intro and a brief, man? Let everybody know who you are. Yeah, no, no problem. Hey, first of all, I want to thank you for, for sharing your time with us and can't say enough about your podcast, man. Thank you, man. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. So treading timber was we were founded back in uh, about, it was about a year and two months ago. Uh, it was basically my idea to get started after guiding for Strawberry Bay Marina for quite some time, probably seven or eight years with them. And uh, a good friend of mine, Paul Cook, uh, big game Utah, took him out on a hunt. Uh, we were back in. Wyoming on a whitetail hunt. He got me interested in his his ideas with how he's how he's interacted with Instagram and made it successful to his business. And you know what? I'm the type of guy that I see an idea, I go after, I go after it. I'm just I'm a guy that that if I see something, I want something, I'm all in or I'm not. And Treading Timber was inspired by that hunt. Um, I picked up the logo. I worked with the designer. And we got the final logo approved. And after that, it was it was all, all downhill from there. But... Uh, we definitely were grateful to be in the hunting industry. I'm grateful to be able to to do what I'm doing today, and uh, we're definitely grateful to be here. So. Wonderful, man. So you Cutting are. Timbers, yeah. Oh, sorry, son. Go ahead. So you are the guide in all of this, so everybody <laughs> understands the situation here. Yeah. So I used to guide for Strawberry Bay. Um, under their license, I, after about 17, 18 hunts guiding on my own under their license, I figured, 
why can't I do this alone? You know what I mean? So I picked up the reins. You know, I did the things I had to do, took the courses and got involved with the state and myself. And uh, once it hit social media, you know, I just did the best I could to market it myself. And here we are. Wonderful. So, Sydney Smith, who doesn't yes, know sir. who doesn't know try no feet, man. <laughs> so we were we were laughing before I hit record and I had the opportunity to uh actually speak intelligently to Sydney and in, in Utah at the expo a couple months ago and I blew that immensely. Um was stammering <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm Whatever. Gonna call, I'm gonna call myself out on this, man. Um so give us a little background, Sid and um I'm sure you know it's not going to take much for people to realize who they're who they're listening to, man. Well, uh, just just about me, or do you want to know like uh, like uh, what I ate for breakfast? Uh, well, <laughs> let's let's hear what you ate for breakfast this morning, and then uh, talk about yourself a little bit. Uh, you know what? Uh, this morning we had steaks. We had mule deer steaks. Oh, nice! Um, Glad I asked. Which uh, which uh, didn't actually taste that great, but oh, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> no, once you have elk, it's really hard to eat uh, mule deer, but uh, it's good enough though. Uh, I guess a little bit about me. I'm a Utah boy, uh, born and raised. Uh, love to hunt, love to fish. Uh, um, love, you know, love anything really outdoors. Uh, family of four kids and a wife and a little dog that uh, <laughs> sometimes takes over everybody in the household. But uh, that's that's. Uh, that's kind of my family in a nutshell. Um, uh, I live on the Eastern side of Utah. Uh, I, I am considered to have a, a disability or impairment. Um, about three, three and a half years ago, I lost my legs to, uh, a disease called Charcot-Marie tooth, um, which, uh, um, had me, uh, as a double amputee. And there's been lots of ups and downs and challenges and, you know, a big part of my life, uh, coming from that, uh, you know, disease to where I am, um, to where, to the point where, you know, I could do a lot of the things I love, um, such as, you know, hunting and fishing that I always wanted to do. And then some, uh, with prosthetics. And then I developed a new love for, uh, triathlon sports. Um, so I swim, bike and run, um, and I'm training for an Ironman right now. So that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, what I'm doing. I, I really uh, don't have a whole lot other than that. Kind of a boring guy, but that's uh, that's my life right now. Good deal, man. So a big part of this, and I'm not changing the focus to just one individual, but Mr. Tate Hale, man, welcome back. Um, we're going to be talking about something, you know, headed uh, headed your way in September here pretty soon, man. So give us a brief, man, and why don't you kind of open this whole thing up and talk about uh, – you know what's going to be going down and we'll move right into the uh the rest of the outline here man for sure for sure and first off like the rest of them i just want to take a second and thank you guy for having us all back um it was an honor to be with you a couple weeks ago and for sure a big honor and for me even a bigger honor uh having these guys on here with me for this one because uh None of this would have been possible without these guys. Uh, so thank you all for that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And and for the ones that didn't catch the episode I was on, I was born with what's called bilateral congenital vertical talus. Um, basically, by by age five, I was in a lot of pain, chronic pain daily, and just lived with it. It was my normal until uh, really about the mid-20s, right after uh, I was made to walk away from the game of college football. The degeneration picked up at such a massive rate, and the pain uh, even went to another level. Um, it was starting to, well, it had stole my personal joy, my personal happiness. And I made the tough decision in 2015 to go ahead and let the doctor amputate the first one. And we're just trying to do our best to keep the left foot, um, the, the degeneration as slow as possible and, and keep that uh, foot for as long as we can. But uh, my surgeon seems to think that it is going to come off and we are going to be a double amputee in the future. Um, but outside of that, I just try to live a normal life as possible. I'm made up with uh, anything to do with hunting, especially bow hunting, fishing, just uh, spending a life in the outdoors, how I was raised and uh, a culture that's very big, not only around the country, but the southeast part of Ohio where I come from. And uh, other than that, it's either hitting the weight room or training for this hunt coming up in September. Uh, with these guys and, and that's a that's about it right now that and he's really good with the ladies <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 why i'm the only one other than weston that well i i, I think we're all single except sid so i'm filming <laughs> out here man i'm not single i'm, I'm let's make that clear you gotta get me in trouble man you give me a yeah, trouble. My, yeah, my wife's yeah, gonna be like, "Why do you say you're single?" Tonight, <laughs> yeah, why do you been telling him? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> Dang, buddy, he went from thank Just you. Just added that out. Man. Yeah, thank you for, to cursing me. Guys, <laughs> trouble. So yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a couple bullet points here, guys. We're we're gonna move kind of around. So I got disabled outdoorsman USA and why. Um, so first, Sean. I'm going to start with you, man. Yeah. Why don't you give us yeah. your, Let's do it. give us your two cents on that, man. Why disabled outdoorsman USA? All right. So I put a, I put a hunt out, um, on my feed. Uh, basically I wanted to give back because I, I had, I was doing pretty well. You know, when I started out, I, I was able to book, book my first year out. Um, I threw a hunt out on a post that, you know, and I don't think people took me seriously. I talked to hate about or to Tate about this earlier, but, uh, I, I said, you know what, if anybody knows somebody who's disabled or who's a veteran, you know, send them my way, send an email, uh, do whatever you got to do. I'd like to, to donate my time in a guided hunt. Uh, no response for six months. Wow. And all of a sudden I get a hold of Weston somehow. I don't even know how. Uh, you know what? I think, I think, anyways, long story short, Weston and I got together and uh, he, he told me about his idea and he completely had me at hello when he said, Sean, let's change a life. 
and that's all it took for me, brother. And uh, I had no idea who who was going to come out. I saw the vid- the video of Sidney Smith. I sent it to everybody I knew. And I tell you what, that touched my father. <laughs> and I wanted to be a part of that. You know, I've been in this success myself. I've been in situations where where I've had to follow through, come up with a shot by myself or with friends. I wanted to help somebody else that hasn't been there that wanted that as their dream. And uh, it, it, it's huge. I, I mean, I can't explain. Nobody can explain the words after a success, after so many failures in a hunt or whether it's a big fish, but whatever you're chasing in life, you know, these elk are inspirational animals. That's what I call them because they do, they, they inspire people. Um, from, I, Cam Haynes may have started it all. I don't know, but they are an amazing animal and, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to get Tate out here, Weston and Sid, up on this mountain, um, throwing out a first bugle, and and just the look on Tate's face. That's all it. <laughs> that's all it takes for me, brother. I think Weston might have that look on his face too, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be huffing and puffing behind. I'm sure Tate's gonna be kicking my ass up the hill. <laughs> So Sid, so that's oh, sorry, my sorry. inspiration, man. Yeah. yeah. So Sid, why disabled outdoorsman USA, man? Well, I mean, I guess it all started uh, quite quite some time ago. I mean, it was, you know, Weston just, you know, got his driver's license, and he was just <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, he. He uh he stalked me on Instagram at first, and I'm like, man, this this guy's a little odd. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, he's he started uh, he started this page, um, which you know it's not. I mean, you see wounded warriors and wishes for warriors, which is all a great organization, but you don't really see things that feature everybody. Because I mean, not I mean, yes, we're I'm grateful for the troops and and what they've done and the sacrifices they're made, but there's also a lot of people out there that don't get that opportunity, um, you know, that we're maybe dealt the wrong cards. And so the concept behind it is always something that I believed in, but I didn't, you know, I guess I didn't have the entrepreneur bug like Weston did. Um, he reached out to me, you know, I don't know, a few years ago and, uh, we connected here and there and, um, it, uh, started off, you know, as he started chatting about what he wanted to do with the business and, and uh, the uh, the concept behind it, and I just like, oh, that's great. And the next thing I know, it he asked me to come out to Texas. Um, and uh, you know, I don't, you know, if there's if this was covered in the podcast before, but you know, we had an opportunity to hunt my first whitetail. Um, I was able to shoot that with a bow, and it was just an amazing experience. And and uh, just from you know my perspective, as as I do try my best to get out in the outdoors. Um, but just being in there hunting, um, in Texas, you know, beautiful ranch, um, beautiful animals, um, just a, you know, I felt like a king living out in this, uh, um, 
or, you know, being out there with these guys and, you know, just a good group of down to earth, um, Texas boys that are just, just a hoot. I mean, you could goof around and say whatever you want. And they're, they're just, they're just some really, really fun guys. Got to meet TJ, uh, um, who, you know, as uh, Weston said earlier, the guy who inspired the whole concept behind it. And, uh, again, a guy that's, I would say has had a rough, rougher than I have. Um, and then some, and yet he's got this awesome positive attitude. I mean, you see his trophy room. I got to see his home videos where he went to Africa and he freaking kills an alligator, uh, excuse me, a crocodile, um, and all these other amazing animals and he still does it. And yet he's got this awesome attitude, um, you know, with, with this particular muscular dystrophy that he has, I mean, he shouldn't be the age he is for how long he is and what he's doing. Um, but yet, uh, the positive side behind him, he's doing it. So, um, I think that just kind of sparked what disabled outdoorsman is. It gives opportunity for individuals to maybe, you know, get some life back into them to do things that they thought they'd never done. You know, like, uh, for me, when I was in the white, uh, down in Texas and hunting whitetail, the concept of my legs being gone and the struggles of, you know, getting around and doing this and that really didn't hit my mind the entire time. Um, so if, if I can have that opportunity, I would just love to see those, those that have maybe never had that opportunity or just to get a taste of it would be awesome. So that's, that's pretty much why, what I love about what this, uh, disabled outdoors is about. Oof, man, I'm getting I'm getting pumped, man. Um, <laughs> Tate, give us give us your brief on on do USA, man. You bet. Um, well, it kind of started like um, like for the past two years, I out here in Ohio have taken a young man, and I I discussed Bradley when uh, we did our podcast, twelve year old. Um, had an ear infection, went to a brain abscess, long story short. Um, he's, he, uh, had a spine, like it affected his brain, spinal cord, and he's on a ventilator in a wheelchair, uh, uses a gaze pad to communicate. Um, but taking him and his dad and then finding, um, Weston's organization through social media on Instagram and like uh, kind of had a little relationship going with Sydney by then and, and seeing what they were doing for him, sending them to Texas or having them down to Texas. I was like, man, these are like brothers of the same heart. Like they're doing exactly what I'm kind of doing up here, but on a much greater scale. And I got to just connect with them and, and see because I just love what they're doing and uh, hit up Weston and, and we kind of talked a little bit. And then um, it really kind of took off. Like I remember it was the ATA this past year, the archery trade show. And like just seeing all the highlights and the pictures from everybody there, it was awesome. But there was nothing really geared toward other than peak refuel with Sid uh, that had the disabled hunter. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm being 100. It kind of put a chip on my shoulder because I was like, you know, um, Sid is a great example. Someone who still goes out and gets it done, you know, regardless of the cards he was dealt. And this needs to change, you know. And 
Weston's doing an amazing job, and what he, he his goals, everything about it. Once we spoke, I knew he was a hundred, uh, legit. His heart's in the right place, and I was, I told him I was like, dude, uh, if I can be a small part of this, I'd be honored, and and just kind of coming on board. And the more we talked, and I heard what his plans were for the future, and how big of an impact he wanted to make. Uh, I said, I'm on board, dude. And, and the words I told him, I said, well, let's do it. Let's, let's go scorch the earth, dude. That's how big I'm on board to do whatever I can. We're going to go scorch the earth. We're going to change the game. And that's what he's doing. No doubt. Absolutely, man. So Weston, the importance man of service to others, dude. Um, that's a big deal for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to use my podcast to help influence that, not just that message, but help spread the word on, you know, on community and service, things of that nature, man. So you are, man, you're the captain of that ship right now, as far as I'm concerned, dude. I mean, you, you know, you're still going to school, um, and you're, you know, making time, finding time to do all this, man, and my hat's off to you. And I told you before, man, you know, at such a young age, uh, most people don't find that type of heart um, or mine well into the years, man. So, you know, again, I commend you for that. But why don't you why don't you talk about the importance, man, of service to others? Yeah, absolutely, fellas. I really appreciate all the kind words from Tate, you know, and my man, Sydney. The service to others, it really does. It's a lot bigger than yourself and the world is a lot bigger than a lot of people think when you help others. And the feeling that I get when I see such a smile on Sydney's face, you know, when we took him down whitetail hunting, that's what it's all about, man. That's the feeling that, you know, I want to get every time. And that's the main reason why I do it is to bring people down or take people on trips that otherwise would have been not impossible, but would have been, you know, difficult for them to, you know, find a place or to get the flight down here. And that's what we're here to do. And I really feel like I was meant to do this the way I, the way that I got the idea for the organization and the inspiration of why every day I wake up, I'm fired up. And it's because of TJ to you know, he's, he's my best friend. And I feel like I need to do this not only for him, but the community that's been overlooked for so long. You know, I go, I go into, you know, these big outdoor stores and I'm like, all right, where's the, where's the guy on the wheelchair that's disabled hunting? You know, there's not a brand in the stores yet that represents the broad community of the disabled. And I feel like I'm taking this challenge on and I want to accomplish the goal and I'm not going to stop until I do. And, you know, I got to, I'm driving, I might, I may be driving the ship, but I got so many people that are, that are helping me out with the organization as well. So I wouldn't have been able to get where I'm at without them as well. So like Kevin Frederick, Wes Sadler, and, you know, Matt Kemp's, Lauren Axler, you know, I got uh, Colby Kissinger. So I got, I got a pretty good team below me that we really are t- tackling this together and they're helping me with the golf tournaments and the skeet tournaments and the crawfish boils. And so it really does take a group effort to make a significant impact in the world, but I'm going to no take doubt. that. Yeah. I'm going to take this challenge on no matter what, what I face or who, who tries to bring me down or who tries to bring us down. And I'm going to get back up, hit them back in the mouth and keep climbing up until we get, to the the big big dream that I have, which is going to be a hunt every month, and we're going to do a one annual convention every year, 
called the Disabled Outdoorsman USA Convention. And we're going to go to either some big city, hopefully Vegas. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I, know Sydney, I know Sydney would be in for that. But uh, no, we, we go to this convention, man. It's everybody that does adaptive ability, anything. You know, it, the outdoors is so broad. People just think it's hunting or fishing. And it's not. You know, there could be bike companies. There could be kayak companies. There be living ability comes up to this convention, sets up a booth. You know, we do some marketing campaign where we fly the first 50 people that, I don't know, we can come up with something, but we fly the first 50 people down there for free. And there's a bunch of people down there that are looking at these new technologies coming out that's going to help them live a better life and to help them achieve more in their life. And we want to save outdoorsmen to be able to want to do that for everybody. Um, so Sid, why through hunting in yeah. the outdoors, man, it, it's pretty powerful, right? To, to get outdoors, hunt, fish, kayak, whatever it is. Why do you find that, that, or how do you, or why is it the outdoors, man, that, that just gets you going and, and is good for you? Well, I guess it all started off. That's how I was raised. I mean, my dad, um, and his dad and his dad all, you know, taught their boys to hunt just like I, uh, get to do that with my boy. Uh, I, you know, I feel blessed to live in a, an awesome state like Utah, where we have a lot of, um, BLM and, and, uh, forest service that, you know, public lands that allow me to, to, to exercise those rights. But, uh, overall what, what really, I guess, keeps me going, um, and, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be hunting could be i love to hike um you know today my boy and i we went shed hunting which typically means we're gonna just go hike around and get upset at the end of the day because we find <laughs> sheds but <laughs> uh, you're on the board luckily <laughs> yeah luckily we did have some success but um it's it's just a bonding experience uh it's a spiritual experience for me um i feel closer to god than i do anywhere else when i do do that um it it just puts life in perspective, um, of what, uh, you know, what, what blessings we have, you know, the, the, uh, just kind of reminder of how very little my issues are. And, uh, when I'm in the outdoors, there's just so much to this world and this universe, um, that, uh, God has made and, uh, it just keep, keeps me, keeps me in line. Nice. Amen to that. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. So, Tate, I saw you, man, a few minutes ago. How's that new leg treating you, man? I saw you pulling it up there. almost saw your under bits because you had (laughs) had us up under you on that camera there, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. I'll have to change the uh, angle there. I I just had to make sure we didn't Uh, all get subjected to that again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need people passing out during the show. <laughs> so it's, it's his third leg yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. That's when I need something to stand on if my leg ain't on. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Wow! No, oh, no, it's still good, man. <laughs> we had a little setback there. We had some adjustments. But, uh, just wasn't right. I had to so call you on it, brother. Good. I'm sorry. 
No, you're good, man. You ain't gonna bother me, man. You ain't gonna bother me. So uh, we we got fit much better, man. Good, good. So adversity head on, man. Um, yeah. You know, I can say, Weston can say, Sean can say a bunch about that, right? Uh, we're, you know, yeah. and I can't say you guys, I was going to say, you know, we're able-bodied, but that's bullshit because I'm on two, you know, on the call here with guys that are able-bodied and then some, right, with that mentality. So what what's the importance, man, of, of these challenges and and taking that adversity head on and, and really not giving a shit that it's thrown in front of you? Um, I would say, like, for me, I'm really starting to find out since my amputation. And I, I mean, I lived with this my whole life, but up until my amputation, it was for me, quote unquote, normal. And after my amputation, it was like another level of, of learning that growth, true growth to find out what you are physically and mentally made of happens in the suckiest things you can possibly do whether that's through training hard with a quote-unquote disability or training hard as an able-bodied and pushing your mind and your body to the point where it wants to break and for me it's like i'm just trying to figure out how how many pain barriers i can break through um, I still live, uh, you know, with this left side, a lot of pain seven days a week, but the further I keep pushing myself physically, the mental growth that is accelerating on such a it's like, you just keep busting through these barriers, like, and you're like, well, man, I used to hurt and, and I'd have to take and you just bust through it. And that's where I think the true growth comes from, you know, like the special forces guys always say, embracing the suck. That is the most true thing I've ever, I'm really starting to learn. And then the other thing is competition. Um, I, I kind of started to set touch on this and, and we got cut, you know, you wanted to hold off till the podcast. Well, like I don't want, and me and Sid, I think have a great healthy relationship. And I'm not in competition with Sid by any means. But when I see him on two prosthetics doing what he's doing and how hard he's training and the barriers he keeps breaking in his own life, I do use that as fuel for myself to, okay, like you can push harder. And it's a healthy competition. It's like I, I talked about with mentorship. It's the same thing. Finding those in life who are where you want to be and just simply attaching yourself to them and then learning from them and, and using their awesomeness, I guess, to pursue, help you get to the next level in your own life. Hell yeah. And that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So you said, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so you said a couple yeah. things there, man. And 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 yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling with myself a little bit with this, right? So, and I don't care who chimes mm-hmm. in on it, right? Just let you know, let the other guys know, so that we're not stepping on each other. But disability, able body, dude. I got two guys on the bottom of this screen. I'm looking at right now. 
And and that's not a descriptive that is accurate of those two gentlemen. And I'm sure Weston and Sean will chime in and everybody else that that, you know, follows you guys or watches you guys would agree with that. I mean, there's the only disability I see with anyone is going to be that mental disability, right? Hitting that ceiling and thinking that's all you got, just sort of like you said there. But I got a guy that has, you know, two prosthetics, a guy that has one prosthetics, but you guys behave in a manner. And this is, I just got the goddamn chills. This is why, (laughs) this is why you guys inspire me so much, right? Because I'll make excuses all day long about why I'm not lifting weights. And by the way, Tate, I'm on that 75 hard, man. I started today. And uh, good yeah, for I, you, brother. Yeah, good you, for you. you mental, it's me. a mental thing, man. Yeah. There you go. It's all mental. Good so, for you. So how do we change that, though, man? I mean, is there to me, it almost seems absolutely necessary to get that stigma of disable, you know, versus able body away from it. It doesn't it doesn't it's tunnel vision, anything. man. Yeah, tunnel like vision. Sean said, it's tunnel vision. And this is last thing I'll say on this. And then these guys take it. Learn to win the conversations you have with yourself in your head. When you learn to win those conversations on a consistent day-to-day basis, nothing's impossible. You guys have oh. it. Yeah, go go with it. That's all I got. Go ahead, Sid. Um, yeah, it, it's not something I don't think uh, – a lot of people you know, I talk to, they – they, you know, they, they'll chat in like, Oh, you're an inspiration. And I, and I appreciate that. But, um, what bugs me is when people say, you know, I can't do that. I wish I was, I wish I was, I wish I was strong as you, man. And I, and I, I chuckle. I mean, obviously I don't want to be rude and be like, dude, are you kidding me? But, uh, it, it really, I don't, I wasn't a strong person to begin with. You know, it, it actually, it took the loss of my legs to look at, you know, life a little bit differently. Now I don't say everybody needs to lose their legs to become a, you know, to do, you know, hard things. Uh, but what, uh, what, what, um, Tate has said, uh, is, is exactly, I think the formula you want to win those conversations that you want, you want to be able to decipher what are things that your mind is telling you that are lies. Like, I don't have the money mm-hmm. to do this or I'm too fat or I'm too weak or, you know, nobody loves me or, you know, I don't, I don't want to be alone. Um, all those things, that's what your mind is trying to tell you. It wants to, it wants you to have a little bit of fear. So you just back off and be content and be comfortable and sit back and watch Netflix and not, not take things to the next level. And really it, you know, it, it thinks that it's happy, but, Honestly, because of the trials that I've had and the things I've had to go to, I'm happier now than I was when I was sitting on the couch and and, and, and had legs. So, Weston, changing that dis- disability and able body thing, man, I saw you nodding your head when I was saying that. Because, like I said, man, at this point, I just I really don't get it, bro. Um, how do we how do we bridge that gap or change that or knock that down, man. Cause these guys are not that right. They're not, it's not a disability. <clears throat> Absolutely not. A lot of the things that Sydney was saying is I can, I can touch with as well. You know, the, the negativity in your head is a real thing and we face it every day of our lives. But the big thing you got to know is that the only bad disability is your mentality. 
And TJ, TJ can agree with that as well. And that once you get over that barrier and you're saying, this is what I'm going to do, this is who I'm going to be, this is what I'm going to accomplish, and nothing is going to get in my way. Even if I do have that stigma of being a disabled, I'm going to make sure people know that I'm abled in the mind. And then I'm going to show them that, you know, nothing's going to stop me from accomplishing what I want to accomplish. You know, a lot of these people that are my, that may be disabled can use Sydney and Tate as an inspiration. And that's another thing disabled outdoorsman is going to be able to do is show people that, you know, Tate is going and talking and so is Sydney to these big groups of people. And once they see what they're accomplishing and they're like, man, I can, I'm perfectly fine. And I'm, I'm not doing half the things that these people are doing. Yeah. I'm making excuses. You know, we, we, yeah, we want to light, we want a lot of fire under everybody that we come in contact with. And I really truly hundred percent believe that we will be able to do this because like Tate told me, man, we're going to scorch the earth and we're going to let people know that whatever position that you're in, whatever mentality state that you're at right now, once you flip that switch from negative to positive, nothing's going to get in my way. Tunnel vision, man, you'd be amazed at what you can accomplish. Cause once, once I did that with disabled outdoorsmen, I was like, man, I don't have, just like Sydney said, I don't, I don't have the money to start this up. I said, no, I'm going to say, how can I have, how can I have enough money to start this up? You know, once you, once, once you flip that switch, once you flip that switch, man, you, you say no, no matter what position I'm in, I'm going to make this happen. And, you know, you'd be honestly amazed at what you're going to be accomplishing. And I feel like disabled outdoorsmen, with the help of Sydney and Tate and the inspirations that they are, we're going to take this thing to the next level with Sean helping us out and you as well, guy, you know, just spreading the word right now. So band of brothers, man, let's do it. Yeah, that's it, man. Scorch the earth. When, uh, when Tate, yeah, when Tate dropped that one, man, over text, I was sitting on in the living room with the wife and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to even bullshit, man. The, the, the feeling that came over me when he sent me that text, man, I, yeah, yeah, almost a grown man crying. But anyway, I mean, it's just, it's such a powerful thing, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about it, guys. So, Sean, got you in the in the dark there over there, man. So let's talk about this uh, 2019 epicness, man, coming up here in September and give us some background and some plans on that and what we're doing yeah, to this uh, get Tate there as well. Yeah, this is where this is where I shine, man. So my job is to is to get people excited to get out and hunt. You know, with with my background, you know, over twenty years of hunting and and probably on top of about forty different animals and fair chase hunts, uh, guided, unguided, it doesn't matter. Uh, like Weston said, you know, you put you put your mind to something. I'm in full agreement. It's, it's that mindset. And I say mindset because it's always mind over matter. I don't look at these guys as disabled period. I look at, so I look at things as how can I, how can I, I don't look at it as, well, this is going to stop me or this is going to stop me or there's not enough roads to get Tate around the mountain. You know what? That's bullshit. I will find a way, you know, I'm always thinking outside the box and that's who I am. So this September when Tate's out there, 
there's going to be elk that are found. I spend all my summer um, setting up trail cams with my kids. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes behind what I do that people do not see. Uh, I have a, I've got a, a food plot that I plan every year. Um, I'm going to be expanding that. Uh, this, so that, let me back up here. So the hunt's going to take place on about 5,000 acres of private property, which makes it nice. I'm not going to bullshit anybody. It's not on public ground. It's fair chase, though. I mean, these elk aren't fenced in. They're not elk roam, Sid, you know, you guy, you all know that. Yeah, so I've got to find a way to keep these elk around. What we've done is we've created reservoirs. We've created, uh, we've done everything we can to utilize the land, and I'm still thinking of things every year that I can do to utilize the land to bring in animals. You know, we're all going to have the problems with cattle coming in, you know, mending fences every year. And here's what I don't get is I don't have a whole lot of help up there from people. <clears throat> even when, <clears throat> even when I've asked, they'll come up and help. Nobody wants to do the work. They want to reap and sow the reward. You know what? The reward, the reward comes within doing the work out there. Because that's when I feel closest to God is when I'm up there on the ranch. And y'all are going to realize how beautiful it is. And you're going to see the work that I've done out there. And when we put it on film, when it all goes down, you know, I feel bad for the people that are going to miss out. Because (laughs) I will find an elk for Tate. We will pull an elk out and it's going to happen. And that's my mentality. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see it, guys. So that camp camp is going to be something else, man, because as soon as we got on with everybody, Sid and Weston started going back and forth immediately. So the uh, amount of shit talking and laughs and busting balls is going to be phenomenal in that camp. So make sure we all get a piece of that in the outtakes, man. (laughs) That's going to be something else, man. I, I just call how it is, man. I just call it how it is. <laughs> That's gonna be something else, man. I'll hey, be- Sean, did we ever did we ever see if those that husband and wife are gonna be out there filming it for the film, or what's the what's the deal on um, that? So I need to get a hold of them because I don't know. And you know, you're gonna want the the video right, and they want the video right, so. Oh you no! Know, I would just say let's leave it, leave that out. Yeah, that's not a big deal. I can. I was gonna bring some some buddies of mine to video the whole thing and make it into like a. I mean, we could literally make it into a movie, like an hour long. Right, so and honestly, that's what I suggest you do with it because because it's going to be something else. I mean, imagine the most pristine. It's it's the book cliff. Let's put it that way. We are part of the book cliff. Um, we're at 9,500 feet. We go from 9,500 down to 7,200. So you've got everything from pinion clear up to your lodgepole pines, quakies in between. So, um, 
it's the most beautiful country you can imagine. Sid, Sydney knows about the book clip. I know. About oh, it. that's right. That's where I was today. So, yeah. Tate's going to get his ass kicked at 9,000 feet. That's why the training started now, brother. Or actually yeah. started two months ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I need to get my ass in there. Yeah, Weston's not too yet, not too far off of that, man. Yeah, that uh, that altitude is something else, man. Too many Miller lights yeah. lately. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a blast, man. Gosh, I'll be uh, just south of you boys in uh, in Colorado there, so I won't be too far off. Hopefully, uh, Tate Tate promised me some text and whatnot while it's going down. Oh, and I yeah. expect Sean and Tate to let me know when. Uh, when that elk hits the ground there, man. Yeah. I'm super excited for We hope, yeah, we'll we be hope yours goes down first, guy. What's that? We hope that yours goes down first. Well, do, you know, depending on the dates, man. So right now we're planning, uh, me and my boy are planning two weeks there in Colorado, um, hunting an area. Okay. And uh, I plan, we plan on laying two bulls down. So if we get in and out of there fast enough, man, I might hit you guys up, come swing by and uh, give everybody a handshake. Idea. Oh, heck yeah. That'd be really cool, man, to swing up. I'll, I'll make that drive in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So, I'm Sean, out. is there. Yes, sir. You said you're looking. I don't know if you said you're looking, but you said that, uh, you know, you needed some help getting some stuff done. Um, is that something someone you know, can I, reach out for, to you for to help facilitate this? Or, you know, so what what's going on right now? And, and I, like, so like Weston's got, he's got a lot of people behind him. You know what I mean? And, and what I'm doing, I'm trying to get people behind what I'm doing. And, and they are just starting to come together as a group. And I appreciate every repost. I appreciate every shout, you know, but I can't help unless, unless I build myself as well. So y'all got to understand if I'm building myself and I'm not able to respond, it's because I want to keep up with all of you. You know what I mean? So I need, so go ahead. Uh, on treading timber on Instagram, uh, uh-huh. Right. And get on there and hit that link. And, you know, there is a financial burden that comes with putting all this together, right? Everything that, that disabled outdoorsman USA does, right. there's a financial burden. So that financial burden is facilitated through donations, sales of hats, um, right. sales right. of, uh, try no feet t-shirts with the, with the do USA right. logo on there. Right. So they can get that stuff. Right. At, so the uh, link is my, yeah, the link in my bio for, for anybody out there, there's a link in my bio, and that's how this hunt is being sponsored. This is a donated hunt. It's being sponsored through this link the Disabled Outdoorsman has created with the Try No Feet shirts, Sydney Smith edition, and they are badass shirts. I will be wearing the shirt around town. I'm not afraid. It's not, it's not something to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? Sydney is just a normal dude to, to me or anybody else. Get on treading timber. It's in my link. The shirt's 30 bucks. That 30 bucks is going to get Tate held to Utah. And 
big shout to Peakery Fuel. They're they're going to be supplying the food. Um, I've also got. I don't want I don't want to throw out anything that's not going to happen, but we may have a big a big donator coming up here pretty quick. So um, yes, uh, it, it's going to be gear that's donated. Uh, possibly some boots and some coats, things like that. So um, financially, though, we need to hit that link. We need yeah. to get these shirts out. So if it's not Just, delving or diving into it too much, I'm sorry, whoever I cut off. What, that's right. What is the financial burden total? Where are we at and, and what do we need, right? Because there's got to be a cutoff for this stuff, right? I mean, everything needs to be in place. Exactly. To, and I, I can't tell you that Weston's behind the paper on that. Yeah. As of right now, man, with the golf tournament and the crawfish bowl, I still got to crunch the numbers on both those just because I've been so dang busy with sales competition and stuff. But I, I, with the golf tournament, man, we raised, I would say close to, you know, 35, 400 or 3,500 to 4,000 bucks. Wonderful. And, uh, nice. you know, a lot of that, we do have to cover our costs with the shirts and the hats, but as of right now, man, we're not we're not in too bad of a burden with how this hunt is going to turn out, and the hunt is still a couple months away. And as of right now, we're growing, and I know we're going to keep growing. And so we disabled outdoorsmen, I'll tell you this, will not have an issue paying for today's hunt. And the flights that we have to acquire for myself and whoever else is a part of my team that's going to be going on this hunt with us, you know. So the hunt is honestly going to be. 100% feasible for us. And we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep going. The crawfish boils and the golf tournaments and maybe do another event before that. And we could even do a take Tate to Utah uh, boil or, you know, have something going on just strictly for this hunt and make people aware of really what's going on and where their money is really going towards to help. And so right now this is, this is looking like a very feasible hunt. Good deal, man. So and, and I, I don't want it to sound like, you know, I'm pushing, I'm pushing for money or it's a charity thing or anything like that. It's not my intent. Right. But I, I really want people to realize that that this is something that, you know, it's just it's big hearts coming together trying to make things happen. So, you know, the crawfish, the crawfish boils, the golf tournaments, and, and you're trying to get this to where this is affected more than one guy a year. Right. I mean, you know, 12 hunts in a year is a, is a big undertaking, right? So I, I just want to make it clear that I'm not trying to, you know, not trying to say, send money, you know, throw money. Well, you know, of course, if you have the means then go for it. Uh, we just really want to see this grow, man. I think what, you know, it's so important what you guys are doing in my opinion, but. We all just to, together, guy. Just to add on to the, to the big heart thing, you know, coming together, I just want to do maybe a quick shout out to, to the first light, um, uh, we reached out to them. I had a connection yeah. there and, uh, they were able to, um, lo you know, love the idea behind Tate's hunt. And, uh, I don't know, you know, us Western hunters know a lot about first light arguably. I think they're the best, uh, camel company out there, but they're providing a, um, a set, uh, for Tate nice. and, um, helping out Sean as well. And, and, uh, it's going to be, they thought that was a, cool thing and, and it's just it's just going to be a cool huge awesome event wow shout out to first and life that, that is huge. go ahead that is yeah. huge. 
Yeah, first class. Thank you, first light from Tate. That that's big time. I appreciate that. What you gonna do with that Eastern boy not wearing real tree or mossy oak, man? That's gonna look a little <laughs> odd to your peoples back there. <laughs> you gotta be in some yeah. real gear. Yeah, not gonna not gonna have that wallpaper oh, pattern no. rolling, brother. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, hey, that's all right for, uh, for the hunt I'm doing. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. That's oh, for sure. I, you know, I yeah, haven't run the first slide good. stuff, but man, I hear it's top notch. I don't know if you're going to take that off when you get back home. I would say it'll probably do some uh, white tail hunting as well that fall. Mm-hmm. I am almost, yeah, a hundred percent sure of that. <laughs> hey, you can leave it with me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, it might not fit someone like it would fit me, you know, just, just, I'm sure it'd look too good on me to take off, I, you know, man, I'm a taxidermist also. I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, brother. There we go, man. I was going to make a, uh, never mind. I'm not going to even go there with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that is huge. We've had some companies come together, some big companies even, you know, and this 5k giveaway we're doing, um, Peakery Fuels in it. There's a whole bunch of companies in it. Maybe we'll have a podcast and go over that. But uh, there's a lot of people that are behind what we're doing, and we're grateful. We're blessed to have those people behind us as well. So, so, so why don't you? And that's a pretty big deal, man, right? I mean, you know, companies putting their it, their money yeah, where their mouths are. Um, why don't you go ahead right. and talk about that a little bit, man? I, I think that's pretty okay, important. So, yeah, I do too. And it's definitely going to help these companies. And these are companies that, that they need the following. They need the support. Uh, Flex Mark Elk calls. Um, I love the calls, you know. Um, get on there. It's Flex Mark, F-L-E-X-M-A-R-K, Elk calls. Uh, they've donated some some of their amazing calls to, to the cause. Uh, pack out bags. These are just an old group of guys from Idaho that have made elk pack bags. Um, it's pack out bags at pack out bags. <clears throat> just spelled like that. Um, or, or you can look up uh, the post that has all these sponsors. Acubo has sponsored uh, the $50 gift card towards it. Uh, I don't want to miss anybody. So let me go over and find it. So we've also got Wapiti Fit. Um, my brother Kyle has sponsored some, uh, I don't know, his exercise band. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. So he has exercise bands that he does. Um, we've also got P. Fuel, of course, has sponsored the food. Chicken Alfredo, Tate. Chicken Alfredo. Good deal. I like it. So it's at Peak Refuel. Um, we've also got. Oh, don't don't let me forget anybody. So Peak Refuel Custom Ammo is on there. Uh, we've got so Wyoming Crooks County, Wyoming. Don't let me forget them. Um, and you know what? I'm going to put this list. What I'll do is I'll put this list up in my story for the next couple of days of the people who have 
who have sponsored towards that. Okay. Yeah, that's kind we'll of a big deal. We'll put it that way because I don't have it in me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a big deal, right? I mean, people jumping and, and trying to help yeah. this cause, and it's a big deal to me, man. So, shooting the shit, fellas. Weston, Sid, go ahead and fire away at each other. What's this camp going to be like, guys? Well, if Sydney don't stop, you know, messing with me the entire time, it might be a decent time for me, <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, go ahead, Sid. No, I just uh, say I, I hope uh, I hope you acclimate well with this uh, with this weather. Otherwise, I, I might have to get a special backpack to carry you in. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. He's right because ten thousand feet, it will kick your ass. And I'm not going to lie there. To acclimate, it's not just that. When you're going from, uh, I don't know what Ohio's at. What are you at? 1800 you know uh, yeah i would say around there yeah we we have some we're right on the foothills of the appalachian mountains but nothing not even comparable to what yeah so yeah. people really don't understand that what it does to your body and i don't care how much you run hike whatever until you get up I mean, I've seen people in shape come out and hunt with me on a guided trip that they'll pass out and they're in the best shape of their lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking back going, you know, what's going on? Because I'm acclimated. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I cannot, I cannot push it enough. That's all you can really do is, is be in shape in your best physical and mental shape but you know we're not going to push hard and it's going to take two to three days to acclimate mm-hmm. but that's going to be our biggest setback and that's a, i'm not worried about taking around the mountain is there a but that is you sid might know but tate may may as well with the first form connection there um chlorophyll is one of the things that i do right because i'm i'm probably right around 700 and some change i do you know get to hit a couple peaks around here that get me up around 10,000. Um, but chlorophyll is a big deal, but I believe there's some supplements, um, by some of those outdoor supplement companies. And I, I don't know, Tate, do you know if first form carries anything? I'll, I'll reach out to a couple of the people that I know there and see what they exactly they would recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I can't speak for it. I don't know for sure. But yeah, you, you well, you know, with your involvement yeah. with One P, it's a phone call away. You know, any question you have, just call and and they'll get you taken care of. So, yeah, I'll actually write that down right now. Yeah, because so there's some there's some you know decent concerns when it comes to you know altitude sickness and whatnot. I mean that can that can make or break a hunt. Yeah, you know, coming from yeah. eighteen hundred feet. Go ahead, Sid. Sorry. No, I was I was just gonna agree it it. And also, you know, with Sean, it, you do want to be in the best shape as you can or, or to get into shape because it's, it really, it's that oxygen into your lungs. I know Mountain Ox makes a product called Solitude, um, which, which I have used and that's helped. Um, but to bottom line, like when I, last year I climbed, uh, King's Peak, which is the toppest, uh, the highest mountain in Utah. And that's, uh, about 13 and a half thousand feet. Um, I did it with my boy and I was really worried because, because how small he is. 
Um, but talking to, you know, doing some research, talking to other uh, people that have done it with young kids, a lot of it's going to be drinking, you know, tons of water, um, electrolytes, keeping your electrolytes and salt uh, in, in good balance. That's going to be key to getting out of that altitude sickness. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not worried about Tate. I mean, I think he'll, he'll, he'll figure it out and he'll get there. Same with Weston. Um, you know, even myself, it's, <laughs> I'm at right now 6,000 feet, but, uh, there's a difference between even six to eight to 9,000. Um, it just, it just takes a little bit to get used to and, and then, then you should be good to go. Yeah. I might take an oxygen tank up there. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Weston's pack. Yeah. <laughs> there goes my weight. You I know where it's going. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do okay. The biggest thing is, you know, the work that comes after and we have, you know, we have the horses, we have the equipment that we need to get the elk out and the, and the things like that, um, you know, so that's where, that's where everything comes into play is when you're actually packing that thing out and, and Tate was obviously, well, You'll be packing the head, Tate, right? I was going to say, I can't wait to see the Tate Hale yeah. shirt with that rack Tate. hanging off the pack, man. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be sweet. <laughs> He's going to be packing the head and the back sh- and the back uh, loin there. There you go. Get that on l- we'll loose loin. meat bag. Yeah. Tate gets his loose meat bag. As long, as long as we can throw a steak on after, that's how we incorporate oh, yeah. it. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, brother. That's a celebration <laughs> yeah. steak for all, man. That's what we saw. Yeah. So Sean, uh, can yeah. we let's let's send Tate, man? I'd say you get Tate a uh, a diaphragm in his mouth, man. Before uh, you guys get out there, at the very least, you could laugh and shit at him uh, when you're in camp with the, <laughs> with the cow calls and whatnot going, man. I asked him when we did his you episode. I'm like, are you gonna are you gonna try and call? And he's like, I'm leaving that to Sean, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it does. It takes a long time to learn a diaphragm. I'm not going to lie. You're going to piss off your neighbors. If you <laughs> if you live with a woman, she's going to hate you. Um, <laughs> every dog in the neighborhood is going to be running away <laughs> until you get that thing down. It it takes years to get a diaphragm down. But uh, if so much anyone fun. has any, yeah, they are a lot of fun, though, when you learn them. Man, when you and that for me, you know, last year with with, you know, being able to go back and forth with a little bit of calling that I can do and just having them respond, man, is just is phenomenal, man. It's awesome. So much. Yeah, if, y'all, if, y'all haven't, if y'all haven't seen Sydney's video of where he does it to his kids when they're sleeping, y'all, yeah. y'all, haven't, y'all haven't lived life yet. <laughs> I think I think all of us with kids, man, with a bugle and a diaphragm have done that because I've had, yeah, my little girl. Happy <laughs> happy birthday to my daughter today. She made 22. But hey, uh, happy birthday. yeah, the last time yeah, she was home, I, I blew in the room with that diaphragm and that bugle, man. And she about cussed me out. <laughs> she wasn't very happy with me. <laughs> oh, you know what, Tate, though, that's not a bad idea if you got a small diaphragm and just learned how to cow call. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm up I for it. Mean, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would rather leave all that to you and maybe <laughs> make my around the campfire. But, hey, I'll do whatever you tell me. You know what? Get you a diaphragm, but if I tell you – 
just don't call on the mountain. Don't take it personal. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I know this is total different animal, but when I started out hunting turkeys, when I was like 12, trust me, the guys that were in me, when I was started using mouth calls, like, dude, just, just leave your mouth calls in the truck. (laughs) Oh, you know what though? You know what? You might, you might have an advantage over a guy that that's never put a diaphragm in his mouth being, you know, being that you can call them turkeys. That might give you a little bit of an advantage. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be too egotistical, but as far as calling in some turkeys, I I can get them in right amongst us with no problem. I can promise you that. Oh, shit. We're saying you're getting a diaphragm, brother. We got to get you a diaphragm because we're going to call you out on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Come to Ohio sometime, man. I'll put a top on your lap. I promise you. So... We're hunting with a rifle, so Tate's a bow hunter for the most part. Uh, Tate, you got any apprehension on the rifle, or are you just going to send it? And No, man, like I, I, I just, yeah, I, I grew up hunting with, with bow, you know, more, I mean, out here, like we talked about when I was on the last episode, uh, mostly like muzzleloader hunting, but I mean, I've taken down um, a whitetail out here out to 130 yards with these new muzzleloaders. Is just in the last, you know, basically since my amputation that I've kind of went strictly bow, you know, because everything out here revolves around, for me, just whitetails and turkeys. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been around guns my whole life. No, I have. And Sean, like, he's, he's done an amazing job of communicating with me, the rifle, the caliber, down to the scope. And the MOA on the scope and how many MOA to yardage. And I'm already studying it, you know. So, like, when he, you know, he's he's with me and, Kate, go to your fourth MOA, send it when ready. It's, it's, it's already going to be learned before I even get there, you know. And, of course, we're going to shoot some when I land uh, before we even start hunting. But, no, I have no, none whatsoever. It, it none. Killer. That's a killer attitude right there, man. Ah, damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, no hesitation. So, um, I have a bullet here. Speaking guys. Of Tate's oh, gun, I'm, I'm putting the scope on as soon as we're done here. The scope just got here. Tate. Oh, nice. Nice. That was yeah. a sweet scope. Yeah. What you sent me. That's going to be awful. Oh, give us, yeah. give us the rundown, man, on that tool. What are we, what are we, uh, using? What are we mounting on it? Okay, so I'm a big fan of Bergara. Uh, probably for the money, it's one of the best rifles you can get out there. Uh, it's a Bergara Ridge. It's just it weighs about seven and a half pounds. It's got a custom Timney trigger that I just put on. I do all the, I do all my gunsmithing myself unless it involves a shop. Um, I've got a full solid steel rail. Uh, Remington rail it's 20 MOA and then we're going to put a Monstrum tactical on top uh, this scope is a 6 to 20 and it's it's clarity is incredible so Tate's going to be able to see clear up to 20 power the fixed focal plane scope with a ballistic flex uh, it's ballistic MOA so it's old school sniper style I'm teaching Tate about MOA adjustments as we speak. 
it's got turrets, but we're not going to use turrets. We're going to use hashes. So it's all going to be real simple. Yep. That that goes further into the whole conversation, man. Right? It's it's more than you just guiding the hunt. I mean, you're vested, you're vested in this thing. Time besides, you know, the few days you guys are going to spend in camp, man. That uh, that's a heck of an undertaking, man. You're you know fundraising, gathering the gear, you know, reaching out to folks, yep. you know, footwork at it the is. property. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big it deal, is. man. Hats off to you. Hats yep. off to you. So Weston, um, outside the hunt, man, uh, I know you guys just, uh, had the, uh, the, uh, shuck em and suck em crawfish boil down there. I was jealous as hell watching that, man. <laughs> oh man. That, that just warmed my heart and nothing better than pulling them heads off, man. And just, <laughs> if, uh, I don't know, Sid, you ever, did you have crawfish when you were down there in Texas? No, no, we went to a seafood place, but no, I didn't have any crawfish. I have had crawfish, but uh, not down in Texas. Oh man, damn it! Next time, man, you're missing it. So, <laughs> what what's on the horizon, Weston? Um, outside of the Utah hunt and what you got going with the boys? I know you got some big stuff in the works, but what's uh, what's in the immediate future, man? And things you guys got that people could look at helping with. Yeah, so we just got picked up to be on Academy's website, which we are still going through the paperwork. We just got to do a couple extra things here in the next couple of days, and we'll be on their website ready to rock and roll. So that's a big, big step for us to get our movement and our voice heard nationally because they are all over the nation. And so that's a huge step for us. And the next hunt we actually have coming up is in 10 days. So April 17th, we're going to be flying a little boy by the name of Ford Sweeney down from uh, South Carolina, him and his pops. And we're going all dad hunting in Rock Springs, Texas. So big, 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 big shout out to uh, Laura Clayton for letting, letting us come out on her beautiful place. And she's just so open arms. And that's what's really cool about what we're doing is people really just, they've never seen or experienced the, the you know, the feeling that you get when you bring someone out there that would have otherwise been very hard for them to achieve without, you know, the lending hand of us and, that's what it's all about with, with that. And, uh, we're going to be all dead hunting. So we'll be, we'll be going for three days and we're, it's always been on his bucket list for an all dead. That's and awesome. we were super, yeah, we were super happy. We, we were able to make this trip happen for him. And we actually, we shipped him up a Yeti cooler, uh, yesterday because he has to be, he has to have, uh, some breeding, some, uh, he has to have like his formula pre-made. And his dad didn't, was kind of unaware of how he was going to get his formula down here. And the only cooler that he trusted was a Yeti. And he told us that, you know, well, the Yetis are kind of expensive. And I was like, I absolutely understand. And so we sent him up a Yeti for them to bring that formula down here. So that's, you know, one less thing they have to worry about. And that's, that's our goal of what we want to do is whenever you're down here with us, we don't want you to worry about anything else other than, you know, putting the crosshairs on them and having a great time. And so after that, we got April 29th, we were going, we're taking a little girl up to South Carolina to go turkey hunting with uh, Jeremy Cockrell and his dad, Jeff Cockrell and Alex Cox up there at Clemson. And so that's, those are the next two big hunts we have coming up. They're actually in the same month, which is, uh, <laughs> which it might be a little much, but you know, like I said, scorch the earth and make, make things happen. And so I'm not, I'm not letting the momentum slow down anytime soon. And so those are the next two big hunts we have coming up. Uh, I'm going to start with Tate. Got a bullet there, man. Finding your way. Um, 
we kind of talked about it on your episode, man, through all the adversity and, you know, head hung low, bringing it back up, man. Give us some, I'm going to just let you take it, man. Finding your way. That's the bullet. Have at it. Uh, you kind of cut out there, guy. Was that one for me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was for okay, you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Finding, finding my way. Um, obviously, we, we talked a lot in the first episode. My, my faith, um, that plays a big part of it. You know, believing in something bigger in myself. Um, something positive, love, um, all the great things that come with, with, uh, that, but it always in a weird way centers back to just being in the fight. And like, for me, the fight is overcoming physical pain and the limitations that it can place on a human body but also the limitations it can place on your mind. Like we talked about earlier, winning those conversations with yourself day in and day out. And there had gotten to a point in my life where I got so low, I I was never winning those conversations. And when, when that happens, you find yourself in a life of depression, a life of feeling unworthy, a life of, you know, that I can't make an impact. But when you start to live for something greater in yourself, as all these guys that are on this podcast are doing, you start to figure it out, man. And then you start winning those conversations. And it takes a lot of work to reprogram your mind. But I truly believe it happens when you're in the fight. You know, the game's played on the field, not in the stands. And I just want to be on the field day in and day out, pushing myself and seeing just how far I can push it. What levels of physical pain, those barriers I can break through. And and that that is basically it. It comes down to just every day beating yourself, you know, winning that mental conversation and just seeing what you're capable of. At the end of the day, when you can look in that mirror and feel proud of the dude looking back at you, um, that's a pretty damn good feeling, man. And and like Jocko, Jocko's book, uh, they always say discipline equals freedom. Well, there's never been a more true statement in my eyes because that kind of discipline truly does free you up from limitations, from the, the, the beliefs other people will place on you or try to place on you. Uh, yeah, discipline equals freedom. Nice, man. So Sid, I can't imagine that you're going to be too far off of that, but I'm going to pose it to you as well, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tate, man, I can't, I don't know how you go after that. That's like, uh, um, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh, no, uh, you know, I, pretty pretty much you know we i figured just you know talking to different people and um getting to know them more and more and, and social media is kind of a a unique platform to, to to meet lots of unique people but um i mean yeah tate and i you know we you can tell we we have our own set of trials and troubles but and there's so many people out there you you just don't see that um, and their own personal battles and, 
And, um, you know, for me, I, I have had certain struggles that I've dealt with that, uh, you know, has affected my happiness and, and choices that I made that I thought were, were good, happy choices and ended up not being that way. Um, and, and for me, it, you know, I, yeah, it's obvious that my legs are, are a disability, but really it, then to find out, I don't, I don't feel like I'm a disabled individual. Um, I think a lot of the disability that I've had in my life has been self-inflicted, um, whether it be uh-huh. not believing in myself or not having faith uh, that uh, I could come out of hard times. Nice, man. Thank you. So, Sean, there's wow. a bullet there, man, and there's two names to it, right? And I'm sure you'll agree with me, man. We're talking to three gentlemen here that, uh, you know, inspire us in, in very similar ways, but also in, in different aspects of our life. Um, so I'm gonna let you take the lead, man. So finding inspiration, right. Is the bullet, man. And, uh, I don't know if you're able to see these three guys, but I'm looking at all three of them right now as, uh, as they're sitting there, man. So why don't you take it away, man? Finding inspiration. Uh, all right. Uh, so my inspiration is my father, who uh, who was my best friend. He passed away when I was 19. Um, there's not a day go by that, you know, that I don't think about him and I can talk about him now. Back then it was tough, you know, years ago. Uh, most people have their fathers to teach them how, how to do these things and how to get in the wild, how, how to make their first fire. You know, my, my dad taught me baseball and that was about it. And, and that's about all he needed to teach me. He taught me the fundamentals, the structure and, uh, and how to set goals in life. He was a coach. He was a speaker. He was an amazing man. And, and I taught him how to hunt. <laughs> I took him out hunting for the first time. And, um, you know, I don't think people realize, you know, I think they do, but I think until you lose somebody that's close like that in your life, you don't realize how much they mean to you. And, how, how important they are, and especially at the age of 19 when you're still maturing. And, uh, and it definitely hurt me in life. Um, I went through about 10 years of giving up on life. Uh, you know, I went through some struggles with alcohol. Um, I kicked it, and it's been nine years since, since I've drank, but it was a problem at a time. And, uh, you know, none of us are perfect. We go through our own battles and we all have our own addictions, whether it be, whether it be alcohol. I didn't know how to fight that pain, the pain that I had after my dad, my dad died. That was a pain I can't explain. So and, how does, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. You're fine. So go how ahead. does, how does, to me, I hear more than, you know, or, this is your way of servicing that or, or playing that forward. Right. Um, in my opinion, right. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that in that. Um, and that's, what's important. That's what I want to get out of it. Right. Is, is 
the ability yeah, to self-reflect, look at look at this this mission that's going on here, and then be able to say, you know what, I need to I need to be a part of something greater than myself. I need to be involved exactly. in something that's going to impact someone um, very selflessly, um, and that's a big deal for me, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I said it earlier, so that's that's what I heard in that. Uh, I got myself next to that bullet, man. Finding inspiration, um, Weston. Tate, Sid, Sean, um, you guys, man, what you're doing is a big deal to me. I'm I'm a dude sitting in the corner of his garage, sweating his ass off because it's like 87 degrees in here right now. Um, and I'll sit in here at 112, man, to do my little part in, in spreading this word, man. You guys inspire the living piss out of me, man. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, you know, and like Sid said, right, you meet a lot or see a lot of people on social media, um, but to see guys having an impact on other people um, and being able to take those struggles, self-reflect and, and play them forward or pay them forward, man, my hat's off to all you gentlemen. Um, I appreciate the hell out of you. Um, you know, Sid, sorry for stammering like an idiot in Utah. That's probably what I meant to say there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys inspired me. I didn't the even notice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you guys, you guys inspire the hell out of me, man. And I'm just glad to be able to sit here and share this, you know, and then be a small part of it, man. It's awesome to me. So we'll go around, man. And, uh, you know, we'll start with, oh, no, we're not going to start with Tate. Let's start with Sid, man. Final message, man. Let's, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll let Tate go last. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Tate, Tate, uh, I, 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 yeah, it's got me dumbfounded. Um, I, I guess uh, just if anybody's, you know, it's to, listening to this podcast and, you know, they kind of understand the the meaning behind what we're trying to do uh, with disabled outdoorsmen and, and the experience that Tate has. I mean, it, it, I, I am more tickled about, you know, when Weston um, was picking people and I was telling them how special Tate was. I was, I was just head over heels when, I found out that uh, he'd like to get Tate here. Um, I couldn't pick, think of a, a more perfect person that has that mentality. Um, you know, he's talked to me in the past about how awesome it would be cool to, to come, you know, elk hunting out here. And, uh, I, and just, he's, he just fits that positive personality that, um, that inspired West in the beginning, um, similar to his, uh, his, um, uh, cousin. And so, you know, he's, he's got that, uh, keep hammering, um, Cameron Haynes mentality, you know, he's, you know, eats, you know, you would think that he eats breeze elk, but he lives in Ohio and now he has that opportunity to fulfill that dream. Um, and what better to do it here in Utah on this pristine, pristine country in the book cliffs and, uh, and, uh, he's just going to get an awesome opportunity. I mean, this is, this is honestly people pay big, big money to do this. Um, and even then it's not even a guarantee and knowing Sean, I'm sure he's got, uh, he's got an ace up his sleeve. So it's going to be awesome. Weston fire away, brother. Yeah. Disabled outdoorsman. What we really want to do is exactly what Sydney said, make an impact that's going to last on their life for their entire life. You know, that trip that we were able to bring Sydney down, that's, something that hopefully when he looks at, up at that mount that we're going to send him, he's going to have that memory with him forever. And he's going to 
you know, remember us and everything that went down. Hopefully he remembers me. I don't, I don't think he will, but <laughs> 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 whatever, dude. No, I was kidding. But yeah, I could not have picked a better person for this hunt, such as Tate Hale. I mean, I already know just from, I haven't even met the guy and I already know that he's going to motivate the hell out of me up on that mountain. And he's, he's going to be pushing me more than I'm going to be pushing him. And I can honestly say that from the bottom of my heart. And I'm, that's what I'm more excited about because he's not going to be the only person growing from this trip. It's going to be Sean, Sydney, and myself. You know, we're all going to be growing. It's going to be an experience that none of us have experienced together. And it's going to be a first time for Tate and myself. And I can honestly say that I'm proud to be able to do it through Disabled Outdoorsman and with the help of our man, Sean, over there at Treading Timber. And we're going to scorch the earth together, fellas. And this is only the beginning of something huge and i hope we're all all aboard the train to take this to the next level and I, I, we don't got a better group to do it so let's get after it nice sean fire away brother i just want to thank you first first and foremost for sharing our message and and this is exactly how our message our message gets sent um when people come together for a greater cause and uh with the power that's that's bigger than us and and i think we can all agree and we can come together with camaraderie that we've had just just in social media and talking and texting uh you you all feel like my brothers you know um i feel closer to you even now after the podcast Uh, i can't say enough about all of you um we're all in this together and all i can say is you know Think of ways, think outside of yourself, just like we're doing now. There's absolutely nothing that needs to be be changed. Uh, We're all headed the right direction. I'm grateful to be a part of this. The ranch is grateful to sponsor this hunt. Awesome. And uh, that being said, scorch the earth, man. (laughs) Last but not least, the show closer. Wow. Wow. I... I don't, I don't even know what to say, guys, for once, I guess, huh? Um, first <laughs> off, guy. There goes the thank modesty. Thank you, guy. <laughs> yeah, thank you for letting us come on here and, and share this. It, it really does mean a lot because, like Sean said, that's how, you know, this message is going to get spread is, you know, through podcasts, through word of mouth, advertising. Um, but those – those guys, Weston, Sid, Sean, I've tried to convey to them when we do talk on social media, you know, and I'm typing out a message. There are no words that I can type that will adequately express my gratitude. And right here talking right now, the words that I'm going to speak are going to be a disservice to, uh, how I really feel about them. Um, the love I have for each one of them, and I've never even seen them face to face, met it, not one of them personally. And I love them, dude. They're brothers. They've already proven that they would go into the foxhole with me on any given day, any time of day, 24 seven, I could call any of them and they'd go down that foxhole with me. But the love of 
the kindness. Like I, I, I don't feel worthy of this kind of love and kindness. Like, like Sid was saying, the amount of money that someone would pay to do this and I'm getting it for free. Sean's taking money out of his pocket, you know, and where he could be preparing to take people that are paying him to go on hunts like this. Sid, you know, his support and lining me and Weston up, it's just something you don't find enough of in today's world. And and the old saying goes, you know, that only love can conquer hate. Well, this is probably the coolest example I've ever seen of love from a group of guys in my entire life doing something for such an imperfect person like me and Weston, like we said on that phone call, brother, you, you've proven yourself to me. We're going to scorch the earth. I am a hundred percent on board and disabled outdoorsman USA is going to be a household name in this country. And it's going to become one of the greatest forces for good that this, that the outdoor industry has ever seen because behind it is good. Behind it is truth. It is people that are in it for 100% the right reasons. And with that, there's no way it can fail. No way it can fail. And, fellas, I, I, I cannot wait to be on that Utah mountain with each and every one of you. I'll empty my bucket physically, mentally uh, for each and every one of you guys. And I, I truly love you, man. You guys are salt of the earth, for real. <laughs> man. Ooh. That's good stuff, guys. Dave, oh, man. You man. know that. Yeah, you know Yeah. Damn. Love you guys too, man. I mean, think about that, guys. Think about that, right? We could be on here talking about, you know, tips and tactics, which I do, but think about that message and that impact we're about to have on man, we people in New Zealand and the UK and Canada across the nation, man. That man, oh man. Yeah. And it makes me feel good, man. Uh, this this is exactly what you said. This is this stuff doesn't happen enough, man. It needs to happen more often. Scorch the freaking earth, man. So, guys, I don't want to take up everyone's time anymore. Um, as usual, when I do a disabled outdoorsman USA anything uh, or a Tate Hale anything, that some bitch is dropping tonight. So we hang up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. This, these are messages that that cannot wait man that don't need a release date right so i'm going to edit this thing up we're going to get it dropped here in a couple of hours man but you know again i appreciate each and every one of you um you know you make an impact in my day every day when i see you know your faces on social and the post man it, it's a big deal um yeah I, I can't say enough about you guys man we wish you the best um i can't wait to see utah turn out and uh let's get on after utah and uh, get an episode recorded, man, and talk about that experience and, you know, how it went and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, thank you guys greatly. I, I can't say I appreciate you enough, man. Yeah. Thank you, brother, man. You bet. Thanks, guy. You bet. Have a good night. You can catch up with Sydney at Try No Feet. Weston Jenkins at Weston Jenkins or Disabled Outdoorsman USA. Sean Ward at Treading Timber and Tate Hale at Tate Hale on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.
Hi, this is Weston Jenkins with Disabled Outdoorsman, the founder of an organization where we choose and let individuals come in the outdoors. We have many people across the nation that refuse to give up, and our brand is going to represent them, and now you can too. You can go to our website at www.disabledoutdoorsman.com, or you can find us on Instagram at DisabledOutdoorsmanUSA. We want you to be a part of the cause with us, and let's make a difference one day at a time.